Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Changing Science, the BioBuilder podcast. I'm your host, Zeeshan, and my guest today is Tara Peterson. Tara is currently at Novartis after a successful undergraduate career at Temple University. Tara became part of the BioBuilder family as a rising high school senior at Melrose High School. She was in the first ever class of high school apprentices back in 2016. Her BioBuilder apprenticeship led to a summer internship at Lab Central and she was hired back there the summer after her freshman year at Temple. Tara is a rock star and BioBuilder was an early and important part of her career journey into college and career pursuits in biotechnology. Let's hear all about this journey and dive right into this episode. So in 2016, you're a high school senior, uh, you know, stressful time, SATs, uh, applying to college, thinking about your major, there's a lot going on. Um, and the same year, BioBuilder launched the first high school apprenticeship program. Yeah. So how did you hear about it? What you got you excited about it? Uh, just, yeah, let's let's start off there. Yeah, absolutely. So it was in the spring of senior year, which uh, is a really special time in high school because all of the college applications have already been sent out. So you're just kind of waiting for things to come back, which is super stressful too, but it's nice to, it's a nicer time in other ways because you're not actively like making decisions or um, picking a major or anything. And I sort of uniquely had picked out my major when I was 15. So I didn't spend too much time thinking about that either. <laughs> I already knew I wanted to be a neuroscientist, a neuroscience major. So I was pretty awesome. focused, pretty dead set on that. So that was really exciting. So I heard about BioBuilder through, I believe it was my AP chemistry and former AP biology teachers. I think both in the same day had mentioned it to me. Um. Yeah, because I think I was taking another class with my old AP bio teacher, Miss Scott. She was, she was, I think, I think she was the one in the end that that mentioned it. Um, so it was a pretty like yeah. last minute scramble, get your application out the door because it was due the same day. So uh, <laughs> that was very exciting. Um, I immediately heard about it and loved it and was like, yes, I'm doing this. No chance that I would pass up this opportunity. So I applied, had the recommendation from Miss Scott, our bio teacher, and was really excited when I got in. What really interested me about the program is that I already knew I had a strong interest in science, neuroscience in particular, and I was really curious to learn about like biotech. And um, that industry was very new to me. I didn't spend a lot of time learning about what it's like to work in a lab. In you know, and in, yeah. in, the, in the area, you know a lot of different companies and a lot of different names like floating around. You know it's a hot spot, but as a high school senior, you don't know that much about it. So like what it takes, what it's like, and the opportunity to do an internship even before I had started college was amazing. I thought, yeah, I'd absolutely love to get that experience before I even go there. So it was really appealing to me. Uh, great job getting the application in on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> and that Luckily, quite... it wasn't too, I have to say, it was it was fortunate that they didn't make it super, super complicated and burdensome. It was a relatively short application, which I appreciated. Yeah, no, that's that's always good. Um, yeah. And how long is the apprenticeship program? Uh, yeah, I just want to dive deeper into the you know, length of the program, what you learned, um, some of the opportunities you had during that, yeah, during the apprenticeship. Yeah, so I believe it was from March until May of 2016. And so we met twice during the week, once on Saturdays, which I mentioned that I couldn't get to. So it was three times a week, but I only went twice. Um, twice during the week after school on MIT's campus. Um, and we just met in one of their classrooms. And for, I think, a couple hours in the day, uh, Natalie taught us uh, basic like lab math skills, 
how to be a good lab, like how to be a good lab citizen, how to properly, I mean, how to properly do like serial dilutions, like all these really core foundational skills that even though I didn't get to do the lab work that the other students had been doing on the weekends, it really gave me a good foundation, a good idea of what skills were needed and what kind of work I could do. She also talked a lot about like concepts that we hadn't gone into as much depth in and that were a lot more uh, recent, like what is a plasmid? What does that do? What is that? What's the importance and significance of that? What is gene editing? Like things that we didn't really get to do much education within in high school in the classroom. So that was really valuable. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I presume like, first of that, that would have been such a cool experience going to like MIT and talking with other biotech students and um, a great experience to have uh, as you're, as you're finishing up high school. And what do you think were some of the key differences? How, how was the Bibleser classroom different from your, you know, classroom in, at Melrose High School? Like yeah, something so one, new. Of the, one of the main differences was that this program provided a stipend. So it was unlike school, like where you feel like you're being dragged there and like, no, I, I liked school enough, but you know, it's so early in the morning sometimes. <laughs> I know I do. You know? <laughs> this felt like a responsibility because they were they were giving you something back too, aside from the education. Like it felt like I had a responsibility the same way I did when I had jobs in high school. It, it kind of felt like having a job where I felt like committed to showing up, being on time, being prepared, um, paying attention. So it had this like extra level, which I think really helped I was already interested, of course, but like it kind of helped give a different atmosphere. It felt it felt more professional than high school did, if that makes sense. And um, I think that helped set us up for the next step, which was to actually have a job in the industry over the summer as an internship. And I feel like it was a good way to like lead into that professional atmosphere that I think a lot of high schoolers might not have been exposed to. A lot of us have jobs, but, you know, I had worked at a coffee shop before that or a dog sat, you know, like things like that. Um, yeah. it was a different kind of environment for that for one reason there. The other reason was because, like I said, we were talking about more cutting edge topics like gene editing um, really wasn't something we discussed much. But here we had the opportunity to learn more from someone who has been in the industry. Natalie has a lot of expertise on these things. And so it felt like I was getting the information from someone who had hands-on experience, who was up to date with the current literature. Not that our teachers don't keep up to date either, but they just don't have the time to get into it. And it felt like Natalie had the time for us. Yeah. So we were able to like really get into the weeds on things that were super complex topics for like, I would never have expected for me to be taking on at that stage in my life. I would have thought this is college stuff, not high school stuff. So yeah. that was really nice. It felt like I got a jump yeah. start. I, when I was going through the, uh, the Biobuilder book, uh, that Natalie had uh, co-written, I was going through some of the topics. I was like, wait, this is college stuff. This is not yeah. stuff. So it's great that yes. that's being, it's so exciting that that's being, you're, you're being, you know, high school students are being exposed to that information, which is so important. Like some of the foundations of science, when you go on and study biotech, uh, at, at college and, and further on, um, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, before I, I do, I do want to ask about the next step, which was your summer internship at Lab Central. But I just want to go back a bit. You said um, you had uh, picked your neuroscience major when you were fifteen. I want to briefly <laughs> ask you about that. Was the, yeah. uh, what made you decide at at, at fifteen? Because at fifteen, I wanted to be. I think I had listed out twenty seven different majors that I could possibly go to at fifteen yeah. different universities. I wish I could pinpoint like a moment in my life that I made that decision. 
Um, but it it kind of came to me naturally. I, I kind of don't have a great reasoning for how that occurred to me. I think I was interested in human behavior and in biology from the start. Um, my career has taken me to a different part of neuroscience, but that was my original motivation was I did like uh, the human behavior, but I also liked having that biological explanation, like going deeper onto a bit more of a cellular or structural level of the brain rather than psychology, which I find is a really important field that deals with a lot of like growth, like much larger forms of human behavior, like growth yep. behavior in, in terms of uh, what, how macro. they study it. Yeah, very macro. That's what I'm looking for. So I really liked that too, but I found I really wanted to get a bit more deep and cellular and like how like how this, the brain is structured and then how that results in human behavior. So that's, that's that was my original yeah. thinking with the neuroscience major. I think actually okay. viable there's the reason everything. why I changed that direction after like that I originally was thinking I was so dead set on behavior and I think biobuilder actually changed that for me um yeah well, so okay, let's, let's, let, let's yeah that, yeah well that, that's, that's, said, that's the next question <laughs> that's the next question I thought you might have a follow-up to that because I was going in a very dead set on studying human behavior and doing that through neuroscience it still made sense to join a stem program and to do like bench work even but I'd never thought about gene editing, gene therapy, doing cell culture. I had never thought that was something I would be interested in. I didn't know that it would be, that it would like captivate me so much. And it wasn't until BioBuilder that I learned so much about those different techniques and how they could relate to the neuroscience that I was interested in that I really started to think about it and change my path a bit. I did still go to Temple University with a neuroscience systems and behavior plasticity major, which then, as it implies, still has a little bit more of a behavioral element to it. But the job I took after college, which I'm sure we'll get into, was not behavior related. And it yeah. kind of brought me back to my Bible there. And it was because it's yeah. Bible there that I felt I had the confidence to make that change when I had been studying behavior in college. Because I remembered my um, my class in Bible there. And I'm like, no, I can do this stuff. It is accessible to me, even if that wasn't what I got my college training in specifically. Okay, so we're now back in the classroom yes. uh, in, uh, during your apprenticeship program. We're towards the end. So mm -hmm. you did the summer internship at Lab Central uh, that summer, so right after you finished high school. How did, how did yes. that come about? Yeah, I think that at the poster presentation, so part of the classroom uh, section of BioBuilder was that you were supposed to create a pr poster presentation on a topic of your group's choosing. So it was a group effort. We had to come up with like this, I guess, genetically engineered way, like solution to world problem. And I, I actually had to look this up because I couldn't entirely remember what it was that my group did. But we did a three filtered approach to clean water. And like one of the layers was a genetically engineered bacteria. So we just kind of had to explain our hypothesis. Nice. Like, what's the need? Why do you need like just a general scientific poster presentation? And I actually reread that poster recently and thought, well, oh my God, this is actually pretty cool. This is not like this is it was very thorough. Of course, awesome. we hadn't done anything practically in the lab, um, but just with the background that we had done and 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 stuff in the classroom. So so we were at that per poster presentation. It was in the lab central lobby. And so through that, I didn't know it at the time, but I got to interact with multiple people from lab central and with that, they expressed interest in having me be their intern to Natalie. And then Natalie told me, and she was like, you're going to work here this summer. Amazing. And I was like, well, this seems great. Like, well, it seems like a nice place. <laughs> um, and that was pretty much how it went. Amazing. 
as a high school student, you're getting to ask, what are some of the big problems in the world and how can I use synthetic biology or biotech to solve mm-hmm. that? And like BioBuilder is providing you with some sort of platform to yeah. start to figure out how you actually answer these questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was amazing. I would have never thought I could do something like that as a high schooler. <laughs> you have felt so confident in just your abilities because you said you didn't do uh, too much like lab work, but so much of science is, is the background that you do right? The papers mm-hmm. you read and like, is biotech the right tool to solve this? And there's like, you know, more than half the work is the background work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to ask you more, a bit more about the poster itself. I I, I, mm-hmm. I know this was a few years ago, so yeah. I won't go into too much details, but mm-hmm. what what were some of the, like you had to figure out your chassis or plasmid, like presumably E. coli, the type of plasmid. So, and like, were these some of the questions you were uh, as a group asking? Yes, I remember being in the classroom one day and we'd come up with the concept already. And we thought like, oh, we'll get some kind of, we'll have three filter layers. One of them is like a basic um, physical layer. The next is going to be a biological layer. So that's the genetically engineered bacteria. And then the third will be a chemical kind of filter that gets the last bit of it. And um So we spent most of the time working on the biology, the biological level with the genetically engineered bacteria. And I remember then, or yeah, I think we had a lot of TAs in the area, so they were helping us with that part. And at some point, I think we just thought like, oh, there's some bacteria that can do this, right? So we'll just say like, it's going to be a bacteria. And Natalie was like, no, you you need to do your research more and tell me what bacteria specifically. There's a lot of kinds of bacteria. Find one that could potentially do this. And I remember sitting there and be like, oh, man, OK, this is a challenge. Like, I can't just say bacteria and then call it a day. I really have to really have to do this work. So that was a super important challenge to face that young. Um, yeah. So that was what we did. We had to go find a bacteria. Type. And I can't remember the name of it. But we did find one That's that naturally yeah. occurs in nature that that uh, filters waste. And we said we were going to genetically engineer it to glow green with GFP once it had... I think either stopped or finished filtering. I can't remember which stage, but to, as like a signal that the filter had been successful. Wow, that's uh, definitely a challenging project to take on in your senior yeah. year, but yeah. it's a, so cool at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, it really was. Nice. You're now, you know, summer 2016, you're working as uh, in Lab Central and sort of an operations role. How is that like? What did you learn like being, there's so much that goes on in lab. It can be very chaotic, but it also needs <laughs> to be very, structured it, organized at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would love to hear your experience of that summer. Yeah, absolutely. So I primarily focused on lab operations, like you said, and there was a lot of small projects that would come up, like we're moving equipment, we need to communicate that to the scientists, let them know, find a way to um, communicate that, or we need someone to help move furniture even, we're setting up for this event, like a lot of like being pulled into different things. So that was always going on in the background, even like manning the front desk sometimes. But the main project that I did was help implement their chemical, their hazardous chemical inventory system. So I did two summers at Lab Central, actually, and two winters. Um, They really liked me, which was great. They absolutely let let me come back multiple times. It was just fun. So in the first summer, I helped implement uh, NSDS Online, which is a tracker for these hazardous chemical inventories with the model of Lab Central having all these small companies, everyone has their like independent systems for tracking hazardous chemicals. But 
Lab Central needs to be able to have that information organized and easily accessible in case of an emergency or just for general knowledge of what what is on the premises, right? Because there's a lot of different kinds of hazardous chemicals scientists could be using. And it's really important, even just for the fire department, if they ever show up, they need to know that information really quickly. So this was a system we were implementing that summer. So it involved a lot of me coordinating with scientists, like when is a good time for me to come and check out your lab space? When And then they would also have to send me the list of the chemicals they did have, and I would have to input that to the system. If there was an SDS missing in the system, which is a safety data sheet that gives you the information mm-hmm. about what kind of hazard it is, I would have to go find that. So I did a lot of research, like where can I find that hazardous chemical inventory uh, information? So that was my primary project for my first summer. And my next summer, I actually got to build sort I sort of built my own chemical inventory system in an app, oh. uh, not an app, but like a website they had. I got to like structure it a little bit more independently for a smaller scale operation that they had. Yeah. So basically, if you need to run your own lab tomorrow, you're good. Just with the chemicals, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know know a lot about those chemicals. (laughs) Uh, When you're an undergrad at Temple University, uh, those, you know, uh, three, four years, how did your experience at, you know, being exposed to all these really cool biotechs and therapeutic biology experiences at Bibles or in high school and the, uh, and I presume uh, the lab operations was during the first year of college as well, right? Yeah. So it was the summer before my freshman year and the summer after my freshman year of college. That's what I wound up being. Yeah. You feel, yeah, yeah. And did that biobuilding experience help you uh, get lab internships? Because you had, you know, you were already like, uh, you already had like a bunch of internships while you mm-hmm. were like pretty much before getting into college. How do you think having Bibles are not only on your resume, but also would have given you a bit of confidence to go out and do like real, uh, like yeah, go on and do research at university. How big a role did Bible to play in that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was huge, to be honest. Like the confidence was the biggest thing for me. It's something I would not have been able to understand until recently, but any experience in the field is valuable. Lab operations is not what I did in college. And so you would think, like, how helpful was that really for her? But it was very helpful because it gave me an understanding of, like, what a lab looks like. And I felt comfortable walking into that space because I had been in labs all summer, like, and two summers. So when I joined the lab at Temple University, when I was interviewing for that position, I was a sophomore. So that was after two summers and one winter in Lab Central. So I was feeling really good about my confidence of just being in this space, being really comfortable there. Even though it was a completely different kind of lab, I would be doing completely different work than I had done before. It was like, hey, I see all those chemicals on the shelves. I recognize those. Like, it just (laughs) feels good. And it gives you that confidence that you can project then when you're in an interview, which is really key. So, yeah, it was enormously helpful. I I could not have done it without that confidence. I think I would have been way too nervous. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Uh, And I presume that, you know, confidence and that experience translated to once you were, you know, your final year of university looking for those grad positions Um, because it's, yeah, as soon as you finish undergrad, it's so hard to get those, you know, research associate positions, Uh, Mm -hmm. like working industry. um, If you don't go down the master's or PhD route, working in industry, like I've seen a lot of positions uh, that are looking for research associates, like, oh, you must have a PhD or four years experience. Um, How was the... So, okay, you're in like final year at, at, at Temple, you're finishing up. How was the process of 
finding that first job at Everbio and then the subsequent job at Novartis. And let's say the audience for this question is people who are just recently just graduated and they're looking for research. They don't want to go into PhDs just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, tips and advice can you give to them? As well as what do you think helped you sort of get those positions that you're yeah that you're in? Now? Yeah, yeah. I would say one thing that people, I mean, people stress this to college students, but I don't think the message always gets through the right way is that networking is huge. And I don't mean like going to a social where you're eating like little bits of charcuterie and chatting up complete strangers. I don't necessarily mean that kind of networking because that's very scary. But like the work that you do as an undergrad or as a high schooler even builds connections that you can then use later to leverage and get more jobs, more positions. Like that's how I got my first job is I had made connections and these people were either my references for this job or they helped me like contact a person like it it just kind of starts to grow in ways that you can't even imagine like I had already when I was coming I knew I was moving back home after college so I was like I'll come back to Boston I'll work in biotech in Cambridge I was at Lab Central for two summers like I know what that environment is like and I have connections there I'm sure somebody knows of someone who needs a research associate and I can just like hopefully apply and get that job so that's not necessarily how I found Avrobio specifically, but that was my plan of attack. And that's what I would advise other people to do is leverage connections you already have. Um, and Lab Central, the people that I worked with there were my references for uh, Avrobio, along with the PI I had at Temple University who could attest to my lab-specific experience. So networking is important. Experience is important, even if it's, like I said before, not the exact same experience that is required of this new position. When I looked at the job description for AvroBio, I was thinking, okay, I've only done like one or two of these bullet points. Like I've run a few Western bots. Uh, They weren't great, but I did it. So, all right, took that box off. Like, you know, so it doesn't feel great initially thinking I don't have a ton of this experience, but you have some kind of experience. And at such an early level in your career too, they know that they're going to need to teach you a lot. And if they're good people and they're, they're smart people, they will be prepared to teach you a lot. And so that was what I found yeah. at Avrobio. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And <laughs> final two questions, I promise. Uh, no worries. <laughs> how, how is your um, day-to-day like at uh, Novartis where you're currently working as a research scientist? Yeah, absolutely. Novartis is a really large company. It's a really great company, I have to say. Like, they have a lot of stuff going on. So there's a lot you can learn there. At, at a smaller company, there was a lot going on as well. It was a smaller bubble. And so I knew everyone and what they were doing and I could talk to them. But here, I've just found that there's a lot of ways to use your resources and connect with more people. And I found that to be a really valuable learning experience. So my day-to-day is, it varies a lot. <laughs> I've been asked this question before when I talk to college students. Sure. They're like, what's a day like? I'm like, it depends what day. So... <laughs> Um, some days I spend a lot of time doing the background research we talked about, reading journals, um, preparing methods for experiments. I spend a lot of time writing protocols, making sure I'm all of my controls are where they should be that I've thought, I've really thought it through so that when I execute the experiment, I'm doing it as efficiently as possible and not wasting time, not wasting resources. I know that I should be able to get the answer to my question as long as everything goes okay. And that I have an idea of what maybe my next step will be afterwards. So those are a lot of what I do 
um, is think about those things and prep for those things. And then, of course, there's the actual time at the bench. So spend a lot of time pipetting and preparing samples and um, collecting data and analyzing data. And then also communication is huge. I spend a lot of time working on presentations, spend a lot of time in PowerPoint, prepping graphs, sharing those with people, (laughs) presenting in meetings. So... Those are that's those are all my activities. Basically, it takes up a day or two days or all this nicer. Final question. I want to go yep. back to uh, imagine twenty sixteen year old, uh, not twenty sixteen year old, um, <laughs> twenty sixteen Tara. Yeah. Uh, and imagine other students who are in that position. You know, they're either in their grade 10, 11, 12, they're looking into uh, maybe applying for a pub, maybe starting a Bible club, or looking at their apprenticeship program. What advice do you have for them? Because it's, you know, high school is, is a scary time. There's so many different things going on. And like I've seen Bibles that really help students uh, start their career path journey. Yeah. Right? So what advice would you give to give to those students who are in that position right now? Yeah, I would say absolutely do it. Get involved with BioBuilder. I think any education you can get in STEM if you're interested is valuable and it will keep being valuable for a lot longer than you anticipate. Um, I still think about what I learned at that time in high school with Bible during the apprenticeship challenge as I'm doing the work I do today. Like, I just think how valuable it was to get that early exposure because these are complicated concepts that they're teaching in BioBuilder and it takes a long time and a lot of repetition to really feel like you have a grasp on it. I still don't know if I completely get how all of these things work with the, with this technology, with this biotechnology, but I feel like I had a really great foundation and it gave me a lot of confidence. Confidence is really important in any industry, but especially in science. And it's been a tool that I've used to get all of the positions that I have now. And I gained that confidence in BioBuilder for sure. That was super crucial in giving me that confidence that I needed to march through all these next yeah. steps I then, then did. Yeah. Thanks once again to Tara for joining me today. What I found really insightful today was her comment about how any experience in a field is valuable. She talked about how her lab operations role made her more comfortable in that environment, and she was able to translate that confidence and experience into all her future endeavors. She emphasized that it's not just about the role, but having the curiosity, drive, and initiative to crush her goals. So for all the students listening, take chances, say yes to opportunities, even if you feel underqualified. You never know where that first step can take you. I feel this episode will be useful to anyone interested in learning more about the apprenticeship program as well as gaining a deeper dive into the life of a Bible student from high school through undergrad and now working in industry. If you would like to learn more about anything Tara and I discussed today, please refer to the show notes. Join me for the next BioBuilder podcast. We'll welcome another wonderful guest whose career has been influenced by BioBuilder's life-changing science. See you next time.